Welcome to the Tear Talk podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves deep into the Tear Talk journey and takes us on a discovery of the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. I am so excited that you choose to continue to take this Tear Talk journey with me. I really do pray that the previous podcasts have been a blessing and that they've caused you to ponder and to think and that you'll continue to join for more podcasts just like those. Today's podcast is an interesting one because it affected me a couple of years ago and it's something I still ponder on now. One day I was a part of a leadership prayer call and before I got on the call, I ended up reading Psalms 119 and there was a particular passage which really stuck out to me. And for those of you who don't know, I'm the type of reader that when things stick out or they pose a question, it makes me want to go deeper and see if I can dig out something more. I see what's being said, but I also begin to think of the opposite of what's not being said or what that could possibly be. Now, when I was reading the Psalm, Psalm 119, I got to verse 11, which really prompted a question for me. The verse itself reads, Thy words have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against it. When I saw that part, thy word have I hid, what came to me was what words are hidden in my heart? Is it the word of God? Is it our words? Is it negative words? Is it the words of others? Is it the words of movies? Is it the words of music? Like, When you really think about it, what is hidden in our hearts? And what it caused me to come to is that evidently the heart is a place of safekeeping. And the heart is a place where things should be hidden. Again, he said, thy word have I hid in my heart. So I began to ask what words are hidden that I might not be aware of. There's one thing when you choose the words that are hidden in your heart, but what about the words that are are hiding unaware? (laughs) What words are hidden that we don't even know are there? And I think that's one of the reasons why I really like my book, Tear Talk. Some of you may not have known Tear Talk is an actual book. And it's Tear Talk, a 90-day guide to healing through journaling. And the reason why I've come to love this book is because I've actually taken the physical Tear Talk journey with others where we have gone through the writing prompts, 90 days of writing prompts. And the one thing about the writing prompts is that it causes many of us to begin to unearth things that are hidden in our hearts. And a lot of it is words. A lot of it is words. And we allow our tears to talk 
in order to get healed, in order to get free. And we have discovered that sometimes the words that are hidden are lies. Sometimes the words that are hidden are deception. Sometimes the words that are hidden are hurt. Sometimes the words that are hidden are bitterness. Sometimes the words that are hidden are anger. And it's a daunting task, but also has been a scary surprise for some people when they begin to unearth what has been hidden in their hearts. A few years ago, I released a poem And one of the lines, I think, is one of the most poignant lines that I've released in a long time in in poetry. And it was a prophetic poem. And what it said was this, be very careful what you read, for words are more than letters, they are seeds. That's a Selah right there. I'm going to repeat that for you. Be very careful what you read, for words are more than letters, they are seeds. And I believe that also applies to what you hear as well. It makes you begin to wonder, what have I read and what have I heard that has gone into a deep place and a hidden place that is causing me to look, to sense, to feel, and to believe things that may not be true. What are some of the things that I've engaged in that put seeds in my heart that are not good and that are not of God? I think one thing that we don't do enough of is take inventory. And (laughs) Tear Talk helps us to be able to do that. Also the word of God, most importantly, but tear talk has a way of causing you to ask a question that you might not have even considered that causes a memory, idea, and emotion to come bursting to the surface that you now should deal with and should come to a truth about and should come to a place of healing about as well. You know, I just find it very, very interesting that the main thing that's used to give us instruction, direction, and so many other things is words. But it's also the very thing a lot of times that brings hurt, pain, (laughs) fear, rejection. And I don't think that we as a society really consider taking inventory of the words that, again, that we've spoken, but also the words that we've heard. One thing that I've come to know is that hearing and hiding is not the same thing. And although we can be hearing a lot of it, we have to begin to wonder and consider which parts of what we're hearing are actually being hidden, not only in our minds, but also in our hearts. And the thing about it is you choose what you hide in your heart. Especially as an adult, we have the choice of what gets to be hidden and what gets to hide. Now, one day I was walking, minding my own business, and I heard a statement that really caused me to have to stop and think about some things. 
And what I heard clearly was stop holding other people's grudges. I paused because some of y'all felt everything that I just said. Because when I heard it, I felt it myself. Stop holding other people's grudges. How many times do we look at people sideways for something that they've done to other people that we may know or be associated with? Is that our charge? How many of us are missing out on opportunities and relationships and doors and blessings and countless other things because we're holding other people's grudges? Now, I think y'all already know that me and Webster are best friends. (laughs) And I have to share with you the definition of grudge. And some of you may wonder why I'm such a word nerd. It's because when you look at the meaning of a thing, it gives you a whole nother perspective because we can use words so loosely without understanding the weight of those words. But when you begin to seek and search and find out definitions and get greater depth, it causes you to have a whole nother perspective and a whole nother landscape of how you view life, how you view people and how you view situations. Now that word grudge is defined as a persistent feeling or ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. Now, I can tell you, with that definition, I don't want to hold a grudge for myself, (laughs) let alone (laughs) somebody else's. But sadly, unbeknown to many of us, we do this every single day. But today, just like the day I heard it, I choose to release and to throw away all grudges, mine and anybody else's that I may be holding. And what makes this even more interesting to me is I'm one who counsels people. So I have to hear a lot of what people have to say and they're able to express to me some of the hard things. And I have to choose daily to not allow what has happened to others to be my scope or my lens or my litmus test for how I treat those people that I may encounter that I've heard so much about. We can become discontent. We can become hurt. We can become rejected and we can choose to take sides. But again, all of this is choice. None of this is forced. All of this is choice. And I'll be honest, I have definitely been one that not only held my own grudges, but I had some other people grudges too. And if I want to continue to grow and represent the image and the likeness of Christ, I can't hold grudges. I mean, when you really read the Gospels and you really see how Jesus operated, if anybody could have held a grudge... (laughs) 
Jesus sure could have held a grudge. And it would have been against us. But every day, he chose not to. Every day, he chose to see the beauty of God's creation, even with our faults, even with our frailties. Every day, he chose to love. And every day, we have that same choice. We can choose to hold the grudge or we can choose to love. Grudges are not something that we shall hold. Again, not for ourselves and not for others. You know, I was um, thinking about this before I came on to the podcast and I think that you guys have come to know that I love analogies. That's just the way my brain operates. I, It's almost like a modern day parable. That's just the easiest way for me to understand things and be able to teach and explain it to people. And as I was getting ready to prepare for this broadcast, the way it came to me is like this. Holding a grudge is like driving around with someone else's garbage in your car. And the reason why this is so hilarious to me (laughs) is because the other day (laughs) I was leaving to go to work and evidently the people down the hall who just had a baby, evidently they had just taken out their trash. That hallway was hideously, grossly stank. (laughs) I was walking through like, oh my gosh, what? What in the world? It was horrible. It was offensively bad. It smelled all the way till I got to the elevator. It was horrendous. It was so bad. And I remember when I got home um, from work, I was like, my roommate was like, did you smell the whole? I'm like, yes, that was horrible. She was like, I think it's the people who just had the baby. I was like, oh my gosh. But the thing is this, when it was in their house, it didn't offend me. But when it came out of their house, then it offended me. So when we carry stuff outside of our lives, outside of our hearts, outside of what happened to us, when we carry other people's grudges, it's like the smell of that hallway that I just experienced. That smell being in your car and you're driving it around. You're driving it to work. You're driving it home. You're driving it to the grocery store. You're driving it to church. (laughs) Imagine, I could barely make it through the hallway, let alone choosing to put that in my car and drive with it. That (laughs) is a picture of what holding someone else's grudge looks like. I hope I painted it well. (laughs) 
But in all honesty and now being serious, the best way to do better is to take inventory of yourself. Again, the way you know that you have a grudge against someone is by the way you respond to them. When you hear their name, when you see a picture of them, when you hear something concerning them, it's the way that you respond that helps you to know if you have a grudge. If you have that that pit in the bottom of your stomach, if you get that automatic attitude, you know, without even trying, when you just want to roll your eyes, that means that something is there and that something needs to be adjusted and addressed. All of us, and I say all, including myself, we need to get rid of all grudges. And the thing about a grudge, for the most part, it's not something that happens every once in a while. It's every time you see that person. It's every time you hear their name. It's every time you see their picture. When you have that ill feeling or when you have that resentment, yeah, you have a grudge. So the question is, what do we have hiding in our hearts? What seeds, what words, what memories, what stories, what gossip, what deception, what lies are hidden on the inside of our hearts? That's again why I like Tear Talk, because it's helping us through the writing prompts to deal with the issues of our hearts. One of the writing prompts is, what is an apology that you need to give that you haven't? Now that, that, that answer can pull a boulder up out of your heart. Another writing prompt is, what is your greatest shame? See, it's time for us to be real and it's time for us to be honest. And it's time for us to be grudge-less, meaning we don't have any. So I admonish you in this tear talk to make sure that you're not holding on to other people's grudges. And make sure you're not becoming your own stop sign. That you're not stopping yourself because you're holding on to other people's stuff. And don't just stop there. Don't hold on to any of your own unnecessary stuff. Let's just do a really good cleansing and a really good purging. Because holding on to unnecessary things bogs you down and doesn't give you room to receive the new, the fresh, and the more. Now I'm going to do something unique in this podcast that I haven't done in any of the other podcasts, but this is a type of subject that you can't just close with a quote and you can't just close with a laugh. This is the type of subject that you close with a prayer. And I pray that you agree with me in this. Father God, I pray right now 
that you began to unearth the words and the seeds on the inside of us that are not pleasing to you, began to reveal to us the grudges and the seeds of negativity, the bitterness, the anger, the hatred, the grudges, the distrust, the abandonment, the fear, the pride, the unbelief, and the doubt that is hidden on the inside of our hearts. Father God, begin to unearth it and let there be a new level of maturity that comes to us to guard and to govern and to protect our hearts. Let us be good stewards of our hearts, our thoughts, and that which we meditate on. Father, we say forgive us for the grudges that we have held against others and even the grudges that we have held against ourselves. Father, we pray that you heal us. Your word says that you are near to the brokenhearted. Father, heal the areas of our hearts that are fragmented, the areas of our hearts that are broken. And we pray for the love of the Father to be released on the inside of us and cause us to trust you again. Let your love saturate us. Let your love penetrate us. Let your love go deep down on the inside of us. Father, bring healing, bring renewal, bring refreshing, bring revival to our hearts. Father, every lie that has been seated on the inside of us, every lie that we have spoken, every form of fear that we have embraced, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. We repent for every grudge, every ill thought, every ill will, every ill word, all resentment. We repent for all anger, all bitterness. Father, we repent for anything that we have done or said that does not line up with your will and does not line up with your purpose or your word. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us for our debts of bitterness. Forgive us for our debts of envy. Forgive us for the debt of jealousy. Forgive us for the debt of backbiting. Father, forgive us our debts. That which will cause us to be deficient and cleanse us and purify us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you for joining the Tear Talk journey. I pray that you are blessed. And that the next time that you see that a new podcast has been posted, that you will choose to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can purchase today's featured t-shirt and learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com. Also, check out her exclusive line of custom journals at bit.ly forward slash The Golden Scribe.